And I say it's awesome because, you know, there's going to be the garbage, but the things that work well are going to make your life better. They're going to make it more interesting. They're going to make it easier. And if you find that the technology isn't doing those things, you're not using the right technology or you're not using the technology right. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I share our favorite tech tips to help improve your marriage. I'm willing to offer a guarantee that you will find at least one thing helpful in this episode. Stay tuned. Can you feel it? The power coursing through your veins. Underneath the lights. I never want to give it back. Okay, here's the deal. I love wine. I know a little bit about wine, but I'm not an expert. But you know who is? Our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting. We have been working together for five years now, and I can honestly say that they have delivered to my door some of the best wines I have ever had. We started working with them so that we could deliver to you an ongoing reminder, a treat, to slow down with your spouse and enjoy each other's company and to reconnect. To help facilitate, with each shipment, we provide simple date night ideas, and Touring and Tasting shares background information on the wineries and includes recipes that will pair well with your wines. I should note that many of these wines are typically only available if you actually visit the winery or become a member of that wine club. The customer service from Touring and Tasting is ridiculous. I have a friend who joined and then called me to rave about how enjoyable their customer service experience was. That's unheard of, right? So here's the deal. There are no membership fees. Shipping is free. You can cancel at any time And these unique award-winning wines come with 100% satisfaction guaranteed, which means they guarantee the wine is delicious or they will replace it free upon request. If you decide the wine you just had was amazing and you want to reorder, you can save up to 70% off of retail. Now here's the closer. If you sign up today, you will receive your first shipment for half price. You can join right now and get your first shipment for a flat fee of $49 plus tax. This is before the half price offer. So your pre-taxed first shipment is less than $25 for two amazing bottles of wine. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Go to hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join today. Gift options are also available. Ahem, wedding season around the corner. And again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join in celebrating your marriage. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the fabulous, the original, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I am fantastic. Um, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You should go to her website, drkarensherman.com, to uh, buy those books uh, as well as to find out all the other good stuff that she has available for you. 
Um, and if you can't remember that, you can go to hitchmag.com and then click the link to drkarensherman.com to go to her website. Um, so, Karen, you and I were just talking about this before we uh, started here today. This week's topic, uh, we're going to talk about how to use tech or using tech uh, to improve your marriage. Um, for those who don't know, for those who have recently started listening to this podcast, don't know Jack about who I am. Um, I am a journalist, um, been doing this a long time. Um, I don't have 30 years, but I'm trying to do some quick math in my head, probably over 15 years now. And um, early in my career, I was a technology reporter. Um, I was also a technology editor. So this is something that's like very deep, near and dear to my heart, tech. Um, so I totally embrace it. But Karen and I were talking offline about, um, and I'm going to give this a little example for the benefit of our listeners here. When I, I read a lot of studies about video games, and you will see oftentimes um, people ask, are you a gamer? And the reply will be a, a very quick no. And then they will ask, well, do you play games on your smartphone? Well, no, not really. Do you have any games installed on your smartphone? Well, yeah, I do have a couple. Well, how, how often do you play that game? Well, I do play this one game, but I only do it you know, in some spare time, a couple minutes here, a couple minutes. Maybe when I sit down at night on the couch or waiting in line somewhere, I'll pop it open and play it. And how often do you do that? Well, I mean, almost every day. Okay, so every day. So you literally play video games every single day, but you don't consider yourself a gamer. And in that same regard, um, that's, that's what I see happening in tech. People use it all the time. It's become part of our lives. Um, but we have jumped over this hurdle where it seems natural to us now for a lot of technologies that we don't consider ourselves techies anymore. And I get it. It's a, it's a label that um, some people embrace, some people don't embrace. Um, but these things are in our lives um, I, I don't have the latest penetration rates of smartphones, for example, in American households, but it is high, like like 80, 90 percent high. Um, I did see a number the other day that showed um, households without a landline is now below um, 50 percent. Wait, no, I have that wrong. I Excuse me. Homes with smartphone, wireless phone only are above 50%. Um, and, you know, I, again, me being a techie, I was not to say that I was the first person to ever do this, but I have been doing this since 2001. I haven't had a home landline. So uh, I've been doing it for quite a while. So now it's over 50%. So this is all to say that there is a lot of tech out there. A lot of people are embracing it, whether they consider themselves techies or not. And I'm actually really excited to hear your thoughts and perspective on this, Karen. Um, well, I, I think it, you're right. It's just become part of who we are. You know, it's interesting. Last night, I, I was uh, I served dinner that needed a touch more cooking, so I threw it in the microwave for like another thirty seconds, mm -hmm. and. I said to my husband, what, how did we ever live without microwaves? You know, it's just become part of our life. And I think the same is true of our smartphones. You know, how did we ever really live without our smartphones or get by when we think about how much they are 
part of our lives. So it is part of our lives. And I think we don't realize it because it is just so weaved into the fabric of who we are now. So when you say that people don't realize that they are gamers, um, that I think is part of it just being such a habit. It's being part of um, autopilot. But, you know, you have some people who are addicted to things and they'll tell you that they're not addicted either. Very often people are not aware of their own behavior. They're not, you know, really observing the reality of what their actions actually are. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's interesting how adaptable humans are to their environment and to the tools that they have available to them. Uh, this year, for example, uh, and I will just go out there and say that I'm a I'm a I'm an Apple guy. I have a lot of Apple products, uh, but this year is the going to be the 10 year anniversary of the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Is it? Wow. Yeah. And, I didn't know it was that long. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing, though, is it, it, on one hand, it seems like wow, it's been around for a long time. And another, on the other sense, it's it seems like for a lot of people, they can't remember life before the iPhone because it has done so many things. Mm-hmm. And it has evolved so quickly. In the iPad, for example, I think it's uh, the seven-year, eight-year anniversary of the iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, so these these are the the products that kind of revolutionized how we interact and interface with th- these mobile technologies. And to your point, um, the microwave. It, it it's amazing that how the microwave is just part of kitchen architecture now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. y- you go into a kitchen and w- it's like, where's your microwave? <laughs> right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, so uh, these things are again, it's very interesting how we adapt. So I want to jump into this about how uh, technology can or has improved marriage. Um, so I want to first ask you, Karen, uh First and foremost, and we I haven't actually asked you any of these questions, so I don't I don't know the answer. So I'm hoping um uh this works out. Me first, too. <laughs> first first and foremost, do you have a smartphone? Do you like do you do you I and do. your husband have smartphones? Yes. It okay. took me a while to get him on board. Um and he is not as technologically savvy as I am as far as figuring things out. Uh, I think that that is a result of the fact that I was an entrepreneur for many years, and so I had to uh, learn more technology than he did. Um, so, and I've been using it longer than he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, and, and he doesn't like change. Uh, change bothers him more than it does me. So he's not quite as advanced technologically as I'm not, not that I'm anywhere a master, um, but I'm much more comfortable with it than he is. But yes, we both do have smartphones. Uh, and do you, has both of you owning a smartphone, has it affected the way that you communicate with each other? Well, do you think that when he's upstairs and I'm downstairs and I call him rather than walk, walk up the stairs, <laughs> do you think it's affected us? <laughs> uh, see, yes, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, if, uh, yes, I love that. Um, my, uh, my wife and I will do that, too. When she's in a different room than I am, she uh-huh. will just text something right. to me. Right. Um, and she, uh, um, she has her own podcast that she actually re- does and records. 
And if sometimes she might need something but doesn't want to make a, make a noise or a sound, she will text me mm-hmm. uh, that little communication thing. Right. Um, because her podcast is a side hustle, uh, she has a day job. And so I can say unequivocally that throughout the day, um, we communicate more now that we both have these personal communication devices on us than we did because I do remember life before – uh, smartphones. Uh-huh. Uh, we do communicate more now than we did then um, through text messages, through emails, through all sorts of stuff. Do you, do you guys text a lot back and forth? Yes. Yes. Especially when he's food shopping and I've forgotten to put things on the list. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'm going to jump ahead really quick here. So speaking yeah. of food shopping, yeah. uh, do you make a list it, with paper and pencil still? Yes, or, I yes. have to tell you, there are still some basics that I do. For instance, and don't shoot me, no. my husband uses his, his iPhone calendar. Uh-huh. I still walk around with a regular calendar. When I, um, a while ago, the, I, won't use, Nate, I won't use the name of the product I use, but I have a monthly calendar that comes in a day by day mm-hmm. and something got messed up with the order and I didn't have my monthly calendar. So I was forced to use my iPhone calendar and I got so messed up with so many of my clients where I didn't see the appointment or I double booked or whatever. Mm. I I don't know why, but I didn't feel comfortable. I still don't feel comfortable with the iPhone calendar. I feel much more secure with my nifty old sure. <laughs> paper and pen calendar, but he uses it. This is the one thing that I, um, again, as a tech guy uh, who loves his technology, one of the things that I like to preach, uh, if I may, <laughs> sure. is uh, I th- technology should work for you. And if if it becomes more of a hassle to do it, then uh-huh. it's, then it's not right. Oh, uh, it's, thank it's you. It's not right for you. <laughs> no, honestly. And, and sometimes though, that that doesn't absolve like a learning curve, right? Mm-hmm. So if if it's like, well, yeah, you have to learn this, but once you learn it, uh-huh. it will save you time and effort. Uh-huh. Um, I do try to encourage that, but if it doesn't offer like any like major benefit that you can see from the outset. So if I say like, well, I can make this all digital for you uh, and you say, okay, great. Um, but I, it, does it do anything different than what I'm doing with my paper and pencil? And I tell you, no, then why would mm-hmm. you ha- why would you learn that process? Right. right so right. there has to be some benefit to it. So that's right. when I encourage people to learn it when there is this like added benefit down the road. Right. Um, so one of the things, so you just brought up grocery shopping though. So I will say this, uh, because this is about, uh, using tech to improve your marriage. My wife and I use an app called Wonderlist. Uh huh. And it is a, it's a list making app. And mm-hmm. so I can make a grocery list. And the cool thing about it is you can customize it pretty, pretty well where if, for example, uh, she has a particular brand of something. Uh, let's say there's like a special gluten-free flour that she wants. She can take a picture of the package oh. and attach it to the uh, grocery list. So I know exactly which one I need when I go to the grocery store because I'm the one that who does the grocery shopping. Um, 
but the really cool thing about it is I can have the list on my phone and she can essentially open up the app because there's an app for it. Uh, she can open up the app on her phone and add items and it automatically appears on my list. Well, now that could be really good because many times my husband is visual and he wants to bring the item with him so that he can see what I want. And if he could have a picture instead, that would certainly be a lot easier to handle than carrying along all the items with him. There, Yes, you won't so have to walk in go. with a cart full of goods. You can just walk out, right? That's right. That's right. So it, what's that app called? It's called Wonderlist. Wonderless. Okay. And it's, it's seriously, it's awesome because, um, it also, and this gets into the marriage aspect of it. It takes the responsibility and puts Uh it on each of us. So when my wife says, uh, did you get my, you know, did you get me the orange juice I asked for? All I have to say is, did you put it on the list? Right. If it's on the list, I got it. If Uh not, you know the rules, <laughs> like, right. and and the the cool thing about it is you can do it anytime, anywhere, uh-huh. and it syncs in real time. Um, and then I'm going to take it to the next level and show what kind of a nerd I am. So I also have an Apple Watch, and there is a Wonderlist app um, that syncs with the watch as well. So when I go into the grocery store, I just pull the list up on my watch Uh and I can just start clicking. I just tap the screen (laughs) on my watch and it starts checking it off my list. And Uh those items start disappearing as I grab them off the shelf. (laughs) I know it's pretty neat. Um, but also since we're on this grocery shopping tip, uh, I have FaceTimed a couple times in the grocery store. Uh huh. And, uh, because my wife will say something like, you know, can you get me some juice? And then I'll go to the grocery store and there's a wall of juices and I don't know which one she wants. Uh-huh. Or she'll uh-huh. say, get me, you know, orange juice. Well, there's like the orange juice with a ton of sugar. There's the orange juice that's cold pressed. There's the orange juice that's pasteurized. There's like a thousand different varieties of orange juice. And so I just show her through FaceTime. You know, my husband would have loved that when our daughters were living with us and they were adolescents or teenagers and we sent him to the store and asked him to get um, sanitary pads because (laughs) (laughs) there are so many sanitary pads, uh, long, medium, short, with wings, without wings, and he he would get terribly confused. So that certainly would have been helpful back in those days. (laughs) I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, okay. So one of the things, so I brought up the fact that my wife and I communicate a lot during the day. Not, Mm -hmm. not, I wouldn't say an extraordinary amount. I think we've texted, uh, we are recording this a little after 2 PM Pacific time and we've texted probably like three or four times today. Um, so I guess what are some of the pitfalls that people need to look out for? Like, is there should or shouldn't do and one of the things I want to specifically ask you is like is is there a defined line between staying connected and being hooked on a leash I guess it's (laughs) my usual it's going to depend on the couple or depend on the people so Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I'm not going to talk about a couple now although it's still a couple because it's me and my daughter but you know years ago um, before we even had cell phones Um, Your kids went out and, you know, you would expect them home at a certain hour and and that was that. And if they were, you know, going to be really late, they found a phone somewhere and they called you and they told you. So now what happens is that um, 
now you have cell phones and you try to reach your your you know child your um daughter or son and you can reach them and all, all is right with the world mm-hmm. but if you can't reach them you get crazy because mm. they've got a cell phone why can't you reach them yeah so you know and but then the counter side which is what originally was your question is they now feel like they're on a leash what are you tracking me down for and often a spouse can feel that way also you know i i i called you let's say you have an insecure mate I called you. Why didn't you pick up the phone? I went into the store for a half hour. I left my phone in the car. Why are you getting so crazy on me? Mm -hmm. You know, so in that way, it can be very annoying. You know, not everybody keeps their cell phone on them all the time. On the other hand, it can be a good thing because, you know, I feel like I can be in touch with you. It feels like it's a way for us to stay connected. So it's going to depend on the couple and what their specific issues are, what their specific needs are, you know, what, quote, boundaries they set with each other, how they use it. It's going to really, uh, again, depend on the couple. Okay. Um, and, you know, one of those things where um, you're, you you try to get a hold of your spouse and you you're not able to Mm -hmm. um i hear this a lot where there seems to be anxiety about that separation yes is so are you seeing more of that in your practice and 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 i don't know what i'm trying to ask here like i'm i'm like the anxiety i'm guessing is real but is it is it something that we have fabricated because of how easy it is to be connected to somebody? I think that because we have this technology, if you have a, some kind of an issue around insecurity or jealousy or things like that, this then gives you a tool to either uh, calm you down mm-hmm. or to make you even more anxious. Okay. Because you can't find the person. Yeah. And and I think some of the rules that I would say are important with technology, and particularly when it comes to communication-based technology, is establishing um, etiquette and expectations. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, like I said, my, my wife ha- has her day job. And uh, when she has her day job and I'm doing my day job, and she texts me or calls me or whatnot, and I don't respond, mm-hmm. we understand that, oh, they're probably busy, so mm-hmm. they're not able to get reply immediately. Right, right. Um, and that's why I said you've got to set your boundaries. Your, your, I think your word is better than mine, parameters, as to, you know, what your day is like, you know, what it means if I don't answer. Um, so it, it's got to be something that works for the two of you. You know, the other thing that I think is interesting is I know, at least for me personally, um, I have certain personal expectations on the speed of reply based Mm -hmm. on the medium at which it's um, Mm. communicated. So if I expect a quick response or if I'd like a quick response, I will either call or text. If I don't really need an immediate response, but I would hope that somebody either consumes the information or replies to the information within a reasonable amount of time, then I will shoot an email. Right. 
Right. And, and so, it, yeah, it also depends on, you know, what the substance is, you know, what what it is you're communicating. Mm-hmm. So um, my husband and I are in the midst of furnishing our new home. And there's lots of research I'm doing about different items. And so it's just easier to send in the links on, you know, through email. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way he can see what I'm looking at and see what I'm interested in. Um you know, it's it's harder to do that. Harp, I think it's harder. Maybe I, you know, you, you're more qualified than I am, but I think it's harder to do that in a text to copy the link and put it into the text. It's just easier to copy a whole bunch of different links into an email and shoot it off to him. It's funny that you say that because I used to send my wife links to articles and things through email. Um, and within the last year, actually, she told me that she prefers getting them through text messages really okay and for her the reason was see i actually prefer it in email Uh um because email again for me email is a little more passive um and that i get i i'm I'm good at getting to it but i get to it on my own time Mm -hmm. whereas texting for me is a very immediate interaction and so if i can't read it that text message with the link is probably going to get buried and then i'll never see it um so anyways she she liked it going to her text because she would pull up she uses her text i feel like more than i do she talks to more people than i do and uh it was just a way for her to access the information more quickly mm-hmm. and easily where uh she found it got buried in her email where i actually find mm. it easier in my email yeah um and to answer your question and this might be a tip for everybody else out there if you are on, and because you mentioned your Apple, uh, that you use the Apple calendar and stuff, I'm assuming you use the Apple phone, right? the iPhone. Um, on the bottom of the iPhone, there is a, when you're on a web page using Safari, there is a square with an arrow that points yes. up. Right. If you click that, one of the options to share is the messages app. And so all you have to do is click that and uh-huh. then you can send it to your husband or whomever ah, you choose great thank you You're thank welcome. you okay um Good to know a techie <laughs> um okay so uh i you know i mentioned that i use the messaging app a lot um is there any particular like communication tech that you use that you feel like keeps you in better communication um Well, it depends on what kind of communication. So, for instance, one of the things that I think is very useful for couples, um, if you're separated, you know, uh, on a business trip or, you know, whatever, visiting people and you're not together, is if you have Skype or FaceTime Mm -hmm. because it allows you to see each other. It's a much better way to be connected than just through a phone call. You can actually, you know, spend some time. Of course, I have to share with you that I was at a book club the other day and the women were all of my age. And if I've been practicing for 30 years, you can understand that I'm older than you. FaceTime does not do justice to people our age. It's a very (laughs) scary thing. Uh, You know, you could think you look a certain way and then FaceTime opens up and it's scary. But anyway, um, but you know, that those two devices or those two programs, whatever, are, are really good for allowing you to, you know, to share some time. So, Here's a plug for date night again. Even if you're traveling, if one of you is traveling, you can do date night via uh, vis-a-vis FaceTime or Skype. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah, and still and- have that, you know, that sense of connection. Absolutely. Uh, another one that I'm going to throw into the ring there is um, Google Hangouts. Uh, it does essentially the same thing as mm-hmm. the, the other two that you mentioned. Um, you know, I don't want to be uh, accused of being uh, biased or anything. Right. Any of these programs. I mean, although I do have my personal um, preferences based in certain things. So, for example, like one of the things, and I will say this, one of the reasons why I use Apple products, um, you know, there is the sleek and sexiness of it and the ease of use and all that other stuff. But I think one of the biggest things, and it's become more and more of an issue for me lately in the past couple years, is the security of Apple devices. And mm. not the security of like, oh, Apple devices don't get um, viruses and that kind of stuff. I'm talking about the privacy levels that are baked into the hardware and the uh-huh. software that. Uh-huh. Um, other platforms do not have. Um, and uh, so that's one of the reasons why I do like um, the iPhone stuff because the messages, for example, um, the messages that you send within iMessage, uh, the Apple's built-in system, that's when you send a message and it's blue, not green. Green right. is Green is an SMS text message. When it's blue... That goes through Apple's system, and it's encrypted end-to-end. Mm-hmm. Um, so only the two people on the two ends of the devices are actually to read that. So if it were to be intercepted from, say, a snooping government, they would not be able to read those messages. So that's one of the reasons why I um, stick with the Apple products is because of the the encryption that they have baked into the system. So um, there's that. Um, it's an important reason. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm not trying to shoot any company down. Um, but when there were the, the Snowden revelations and some of those, some of the other documents that came out, Skype, Mm -hmm. for example, was one of the platforms that was shown that the government was basically just sucking everything up that was going through the Skype servers. So, uh, again, um, I think these things are important, particularly when you're talking about communicating with your spouse, like, mm-hmm. you know, like this stuff's yeah. personal, this stuff's yeah. intimate. I, you know, I know people send personal pictures. I know people t- when you're far apart, you might do explicit videos or whatever. And it's like, you know, that's, that's your business. And right. so I feel like people should feel safe to do those things. Um, so you know, I take these things, you know, as, as, the world turns and we put more of our world into these tech devices and unbeknownst to us, a lot of this stuff, um, in order to serve us, in order to let you know that you need to leave to di- like in the next five minutes to make your appointment on time, it has to know where you're at. Mm-hmm. Right. So it knows where you're at. It know like, so it knows a lot of stuff mm. about you, whether or not you really think of it that way. And so the more information we pump into these systems, the more security um, becomes an issue for me. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk just really quickly because I feel like um, I know we're not (laughs) not going very far, very fast here. Um, But I wanted to talk really quickly about cloud. Um, Mm -hmm. How familiar are you with the cloud, Karen? Uh, Conceptually. I don't use it. I don't use it. I mean, I know that my pictures are stored there because otherwise my iPhone can't take any more pictures. 
um, but I don't use it to its maximum ability. So I know that, as I said, I understand it conceptually. Okay, so for anybody who doesn't quite get the cloud, the cloud is essentially a server um, that is not local to you, I guess. So, and it's not even like a single server. It's a mesh. It's it's a network of servers that can be accessed from anywhere. Um, and so, to your point, Karen, you mentioned you have photos on the cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, that basically means that you're accessing a server somewhere, the mm-hmm. same way that you would access a web website from anywhere. Like most okay. websites are stored at like a server farm. Mm-hmm. So the cloud is basically the exact same thing, except for everything. And okay. this is how um, we, you know, you'll hear a lot of stuff about artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And rather than trying to put a supercomputer in your pocket, what it will do instead in a lot of instances is like the IBM Watson. It will call the Watson machines from mm-hmm. the cloud and then send you the results back to your device. Um, Amazing. It, it is. It's awesome. It's super cool. Um, I bring all this up about the cloud because, as I mentioned, the um, shopping list. The shopping mm-hmm. list is able to do that from the cloud. So basically, mm-hmm. my wife uh, puts something on our grocery list. It shoots up to the cloud for Wonderlist, the app that we use, and then it brings it back down onto my device uh-huh. and updates my device. Well, the same thing, I, we also do this with our calendar. And so uh, when I created an event on my calendar, uh, sometimes she would like to know about these things. Like I mm-hmm. went to the dentist the other day and I scheduled my next appointment and I sent her uh, an invite to let her know when I am going to be at my den- my next dentist appointment. And, and you were not doing that because you truly want her to be at the dentist with you. You're doing that so she either, if you were a female, have her husband say, hi, honey, how was your dental appointment today? Or not schedule something that was in conflict if you were having oral surgery and she needed to take you. Exactly, exactly. And, and it's, it's a way that we um, are on the, basically on the same page. Mm-hmm. Now, conversely, I will not send her the schedule of the Broncos game that's on my calendar. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I just say, uh, hey, uh, I'm putting this on my thing. I do not send it to her. So, um, but for me to send her that information about my calendar, that has to go to the cloud to then sync up with her device. So um, I just wanted to throw out that concept to kind of help people a little bit. Um, if, the, if they hear these, these like jargony words and they're not quite sure what it means. And so is there, an, is there an app for that, Steve, for <laughs> syncing your, your calendars? Well, I actually, again, because, um, because of Apple's stances on security, um, I actually use the Apple calendar. Okay. Um, but there are a ton of calendars. Uh, my, my, so my wife uses the Apple calendar as well as Google calendar. Um, there are 
other third party. I'm God. I'm trying to what's kind of like WonderCal or something. I'm trying to remember. There's a, there's a lot of really like really cool calendar apps that do a lot of really cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, if it's a holiday season, it might have like better graphics and different things and whatnot. Um, so yeah, so I actually use the calendar that comes with the iPhone. Um, and when you create an event, for example, there is a section on the event that says invite. Um, and then you okay. click, click the invite and then mm-hmm. you can punt, type in your spouse's name or their ah. phone number and it will essentially send them a little notification and or email depending on how you invite them. And mm-hmm. all they have to do is hit accept or reject. And if they hit accept, it will pop up and just show in their calendar. Um, and so it's it's really great, too, for um, another one of the ways that my wife and I use it a lot is with travel. And so whomever actually buys the tickets for the trip, um, you know, they will send you the confirmation email. The email that is baked into a lot of the products, Android or iOS, you can mm-hmm. click on the information within the email and it will ask to create a calendar event for you. And hmm. so... Uh, you can create the calendar event and it will give you flight information, what airport you're leaving from, all that jazz. Uh, then you can invite your spouse and they will have all the flight information as well. And it takes 30 seconds. So I may actually have to start using my calendar. You know, and that's the thing too, is um, maybe using it for just the things where you find benefit, right? So right, maybe right. If you find it, it screws up your dates for um, your clients uh, or overbooking with clients or whatnot. But for some other things, you might find like, oh, that's really good. Um, so there's that. And there's a lot of things that I feel like people might not realize. So I mentioned uh, sports teams. Uh, I have the sports teams that I follow. And uh, a lot of these sports teams will have downloadable calendars. And what that really means is they have the schedule that you can download and install on your existing digital calendar and it will just automatically populate all the games or Hmm. um, spots of interest onto your calendar for you, which is really kind of slick because then you don't have to go through a schedule and type in everything that's coming up. It just automatically inputs it for you. So there's some like really cool little slick things. And I think as we're talking about this, and I've, I've mentioned this in my editor's note before in the past with the uh, newsletter, but, um, I'm really going to start working to put out some more simple how-tos because there's mm-hmm. a lot of functionality that I think a lot of people would benefit from if they just first knew that it was possible and then second realized how simple it was to implement because mm-hmm. I think there's just that just inherent fear of like, oh, this is too complicated. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for some of that stuff. We do have um, – I have done some tech things in the past uh, and we keep that on the threshold channel um, under uh, tech. So keep an eye out for that stuff. Um, do you actually have any tricks or tips of things that you do with your technology around you that you think might benefit some couples out there? No, I think this is really more your area, Steve. <laughs> so I'm going to say, do you have anything more to add? <laughs> I I do. I have a lot. Um, so one of my favorite things is Siri. 
Uh-huh. Um, and I know, whoops, as I said it, sorry, everybody whose Siri just turned on. Um, <laughs> so I use Shlomo. That's what I would call uh, my digital assistant. Um, I use it to do a lot of stuff. So um, my favorite thing, though, is to set reminders because um, I don't know about other couples out there, but my spouse will contact me and she will say, oh, will you buy the tickets for this? Or will you take out the trash? Or will you remember to send the letter? Or will you, you know, just the everyday things. And the nice thing about it is I can just talk to my phone, talk to my watch, whatever, and you can literally say, set a reminder at 4 p.m. to do blank. And at 4 p.m. it will do blank. The really slick part about reminders is that uh, you can set it by geographic location. So my one of my favorite things to do is to say things like, remind me when I get home, blank. And really? when it, you know, the first time that you do it, it will ask you uh, or confirm with you, where is home? And if you have your own personal home address in your um, contacts, you would just confirm, oh, that is my address. Using the GPS and the device, uh, when you get home, uh, it when it gets close to it, it will alert you and say, you know, don't forget to do these things. And so for a lot, it might be, don't forget to water the plants. Don't forget to grab the mail. Don't forget to take out the trash. Um, don't forget to whatever, right? So I will say, remind me when I get home to take out the trash. Remind me when I get home to do some work on whatever. Conversely, you can do it just the opposite. When I leave home remind me to do something so there's there's a lot of things that you can do um that i totally love doing um so that's my favorite thing i have a lot of other like tips and tricks and stuff but i think you know i want to try to keep this short um i'm going to move on for with our last little piece here karen Mm -hmm. do you have a favorite piece of tech that you're doing right now and if so uh, like, how do you feel like it keeps you connected or improves your relationship in some way? Oh, see, now, if you hadn't added the last thing, okay. I, I'd be okay. I would say to you, the thing that I... I Okay, what's your favorite piece of tech? Is, is I get my email on my iPhone. Okay. And that allows me to stay, you know, abreast, except it probably is not helping my relationship because it distracts me a lot. Mm. Yeah, there are definitely the pitfalls. We haven't talked really much about the big pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think this gets into setting up the boundaries, the parameters, whatever, yeah. uh, about using it properly. Is there is there a piece of tech that you use that you feel has helped I think that the texting allows me, but you see, okay, I'm going to answer and then I'm going to give the hesitation. I think the texting allows for a quick little connection, thinking of you, sending kisses, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I like that. On the other hand, there's often, as with everybody, confusion. If you don't, you know, um, if it's too brief 
or if the tone is missing or whatever, it can be very confusing. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be misinterpreted. So that's a double-edged sword. Can I say that um... – and I 1,000% agree with you. Um, I've, I've heard people talk about introducing like a sarcasm font and stuff where yeah. you know that when it's being used that they're not being literal. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like this is kind of the genius and the utility behind emojis. Yes. Because yeah. you can say something, but then you add a little winky face right. or a kissy right. face, and all of a sudden it takes on a completely different tone. Yes. Um, so if you are ever sending something to your spouse and you're not sure if they're going to take it the way that you intend, try to find an emoji that will just add a little whimsy to it. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but if you don't do that, you know, again, forget the tone for a minute, even the language of the text. Mm. I mean, there are times that I get texts and I go, huh? You know, yeah. I, I don't know which way to interpret it just because it's, you know, again, the crypticness of the text. Yes. Oh. That actually, I, I'm so glad you brought that up. There are a lot of things. One of the, my biggest pet peeves is when people post things on mm -hmm. um, social media mm -hmm. where it's a fishing experiment. They throw out a hook with nothing on it, and they're just asking for people to give them follow-up questions so they can engage because mm. what they offered is nothing. It's, it's <laughs> I can't believe that just happened. Yeah. And you immediately want to say, well, what happened? And and when they should have just said, I can't believe I was just hit in the parking lot or something, right? So <laughs> yeah. it, it really – like it, that's one of my biggest pet peeves with yeah. the – I feel like that's an abuse of the communication tool. Um, was there anything else that you use now that uh, you, you, you think um, – well, as a about. therapist, but not for my marriage, as a therapist, I'm doing a lot of virtual work. Oh. So um, I, I Skype with clients a lot. Um, and a lot of people initially say, Ugh, but when they do it, they realize that it's, it works just as well. Um, and the only thing I can't do is hand them a tissue through the computer. Gotcha. Uh, are you looking for clients? Yes. Like sh sure. <laughs> so if somebody wanted was interested, they've been listening to this podcast yeah. or mm -hmm. past podcast, where would they go? Uh, they would get in touch with me through my website or uh, writing to me through Hitched, whatever. Um, and, you know, certainly if it's a good match, because that's really the most important thing mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, you and the therapist have a good match with each other and it's an issue that I've dealt with and can help you with, then, you know, we're good to go. Okay. And among the psychotherapeutic community, it's totally an acceptable uh, form of therapy these days. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to, I want to reiterate that your website is drkarensherman.com. Um, before we go, I wanted to share my little, my favorite new gadget that I have that I think is a little obscure in mm -hmm. terms of talking tech, but um, I find it to be totally amazing and um, illuminating. Ah. <laughs> so I am talking about my new smart lights. And um, I so I got these smart lights. I've, I don't know. I've probably had them for three, four months now. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe less. It doesn't matter. Anyways, the thing that has surprised me about the smart lights is just how impactful they have been on 
my environment, like my physical environment. Um, so the best way that I can describe this is if you've ever flown on a Virgin America airplane, they have these purplish, bluish lights um, when you walk onto the plane that immediately kind of like, oh, put you at a little bit of a calm and at, at an ease. Mm. And it, and it's not just me who thinks that. It was designed intentionally for that. And you can look up, there's interviews with the, the designer. The fourth employee of Virgin America um, was came up with this um, basically to have people kind of calm down a little bit when they got to, to like de-stress when they got onto the plane huh. and the lights do change when you start to take off and stuff. But when you're getting settled, putting your stuff in the overhead, um, storage, uh, the lights are this like really cool, tranquil lighting throughout. I mean, it looks like you're in a club. Huh. And so, um, when I got the lights for my home, it's kind of the same thing. And you can, there's a lot of really cool little tricks you can do where you can schedule them to go turn on and off and wake you up by slowly going on and at night slowly going down. So they slowly dim to kind of like chill you out and uh -huh. stuff. But there are certain times where I, I will turn them into like this like bluish, purplish, coolish, like almost like the Virgin America colors. And my wife will walk through the door when she gets home from work. And it's just like, ah, uh, it's like a, it's like you're walking into a spa. You just like, Lovely. you just feel better. Uh -huh. And, uh, and so, yeah. And so that's the thing is uh, tying this back into like, how has this made my, my marriage better? Uh -huh. Um, we can sit down at the end of a long day and I can change the lighting that mm -hmm. really puts us both at ease or connects us or sets a more intimate environment. And there's all these like really neat little things that you can do with light and just using light to affect emotion. That's um, great. I find it super interesting and fascinating. And I know mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of, yeah, I mean, there's light therapy, there's, there's sound therapy, there's a lot of different therapies out mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that technology has kind of like gotten its <laughs> claws into the light realm, um, I'm, I'm totally digging it. So uh, if anybody was kind of like wavering on like, oh, should I get some smart light bulbs and stuff? Um, I will, I will raise my hand and say, I think you will enjoy them. Like I, I definitely have. Very nice. Very nice. It's a, I, I really see it adding to, you know, uh, to helping a marriage with not a huge amount of effort. That is, yes, that's the thing. And so I, I guess we've been like very techie about like what we're doing and how we're using it. And I just want to, maybe I should just round this out. So I use tech to communicate with my spouse throughout the day. Mm -hmm. I communicate, you know, that I miss her, that I love her, that mm -hmm. um, I need something, that she needs something um, when we do grocery shopping. So not everything is all about like staying connected and like mm -hmm. just just going through the daily responsibilities of living with somebody. Technology has made my life easier by creating to do lists, by uh, keeping on in sync together with calendar updates. And then the simple things of changing your environment with the light that you have in your home 
um, like these things like really do start to add up when you start taking them as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, when you just like, oh, this is, oh, they're talking about text messaging. Who gives a crap? I know how to text message with my spouse. But when you really start thinking about every little aspect of your world and how can I improve it? And this is the thing that I think I get really excited about. Like, how can I improve my daily life? Mm-hmm. And I was at a um, a tech conference at the beginning of the year. It's CES. It's the Consumer Electronics Show. It's the largest technology blah, blah, blah in the country. Mm-hmm. Anyways, every – and I, I just want to put this out there for everybody to like – like, just know that you're going to hear a lot of jargony words in the next – I mean you're always hearing jargony words, but you're going to hear even more of them about smart homes and the internet of things. Mm. And I'm here to tell you this stuff first and foremost is awesome, and I say it's awesome because you know there's going to be the garbage, but the things that work well are going to make your life better. They're going to make it more interesting. They're going to make it easier. And if you find that the technology isn't doing those things, you're not using the right technology or you're not using the technology right. Um, And so everything from the clothes you wear, literally the clothes you wear, um, to the bed that you sleep in, um, to the way that you're cooking your food is all going to be smartified. And what that basically means is, it is either going to be connected to the internet or it's going to be using some sort of like artificial intelligence or it's going to be talking to other things in your home. And the why does my light bulb need to be connected? Why does my mattress need to be connected? Well, there are some really cool things. I did a roundup of this technology conference, for example. There is a smart pillow. And the smart pillow has a little thing inside of it. And what it does is it will... Um, listen, it's got a speaker and it will listen. And if it hears you snoring, it has a little thing that will vibrate just a little bit to try to get you to adjust as you sleep. So not to disturb your partner. I need that. (laughs) Right? Uh, And me for my husband. So I don't have to keep waking him up. Exactly. Exactly. And then there's mattresses that do similar things. And not to mention it measures the biometrics of your body and does all these different things. And, and when you start thinking about, oh, so my bed knows that I got this many hours of sleep and how, what, how good the sleep was and all these different things, it can then start recommending, well, because you slept this way, try pulling this thing out of your refrigerator and consuming it to give you oh, energy. Oh, jeez. Wow. Right? And so the smart home is coming. The Internet of Things is coming, and when it's incorporated properly, it will make everything really cool, really useful. I think that's actually more important than everything else. So um, I will probably talk about this more in the future, but I think um, I've talked everybody's ear off. So thank you for – It was very very, um, informative. Oh, Very good. Good. And thank you for your insight and, and, and your perspective on this stuff, Karen. I really appreciate it. My pleasure to always speak with you and, and to learn from you. Um, so I want to remind everybody that not only can you get uh, therapy from Karen from her website, drkarensherman.com, uh, you can also read her books, Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Also, Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, you can find Karen on 
past articles, past podcasts on hitchmag.com. Uh, we have a bookstore on our website, run through Amazon, uh, where you can find her books there as well. Um, and so if you want to stay up to date on the latest episodes, uh, when I actually do <laughs> write those tech articles I'm talking about, you can find them on uh, hitchmag.com, of course. But the easiest way to get them is by signing up for our newsletter, which takes 30 seconds. And the information will be delivered to you every Monday evening for your convenience, which is, again, what technology is supposed to do. So one last time. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right. That's going to do it. Take care, everybody. Now we know it's no time.